And welcome everybody to Cardinal Motion. My name is Ben McKeon. As always, I am your host on this podcast. We are a podcast, if you did not know by now, dedicated to covering health, fitness, running, jogging, not jogging. That's a, some people don't like that word. Running, sprinting, jumping, lifting, hiking, walking, uh, even some chilling and all that good stuff um, in the triangle area. Uh, today's episode is a good one. We're going to talk to Chanel Miller. Chanel is the co-owner and a coach at Raleigh CrossFit in Raleigh. It is located on the corner of Hillsborough Street and West in downtown, not far from our friends at uh, Runology, which is right on Hillsborough Street, maybe uh, pretty much a stone's throw away, um, or shot put, I guess, would be more accurate or appropriate in this case, uh, right, down, right down there on Hillsborough Street. Uh, Chanel has some really cool stories about how she got into CrossFit in the first place. Um, and some of the things that she did before becoming, uh, the co-owner of Raleigh CrossFit, which include being, uh, a Raleigh police officer for a short time. Um, she has some interesting stories that are not only, uh, just cool, but relevant to fitness and such about her experience as a police officer. So stick around for that. But before we dive into the interview, I want to take just a couple of minutes to sort of follow up on something that I started talking about a couple of weeks ago. Back at the beginning of the episode with Brent Francis of Runology, which was two episodes ago, you can check it out in our archives, and I urge you to do that. On that episode, at the beginning of the episode, I kind of opened up to you a little bit and gave you a... Uh, a little bit of an update about what, about my own current uh, fitness journey. Um, and I won't go deeply, deeply into it because you can hear it on that episode, but the long story made short is that over the last couple of years, fitness sort of ironically uh, slipped in priority for me a little bit. Um, and I have some thoughts about that on that episode. Uh, but I wanted to give you a quick update. I've been going at it strong for about a month now. I would say well, pretty much the time between now and that episode. I've been um, running and running's my thing. It definitely doesn't have to be yours. Um, but I've been running um, pretty much every day, um, at least a little bit. And here's the epiphany that I want to share with you. Um, I grew up playing sports. And anytime you talk to, anytime you hear a coach coach you, or anytime you talk to an athlete about what they do, a word that the wisest people always continue to use is consistency. And just the other day, I was on a run, um, a five-mile run, and at about the three-and-a-half-mile mark, I realized that it wasn't that hard anymore. Now, I'm not saying that I was running f super fast or that I, was, uh, that I wasn't challenged in some way, but uh, the sensation of it being this brutal um, obstacle that I just had to push past um, constantly, all of a sudden this run became... Um, a pleasure. And it, it was in that moment that I realized that consistency, 
is no joke. Truly, if you are, and this is the reason why I'm sharing this now, because I want you to know that especially if you're just getting started at this, or for that matter, if you're like me and you um, are kind of getting back into this, um, or I guess, honestly, this applies to you if you're an elite athlete and you're trying to push yourself to the next level. Um, I am here to assure you that it will become, that consistency will pay off eventually. Um, But the, I mean, it seems obvious, um, but the thing is, the only way to, to, to really get that direct experience of the liberation of having been consistent at working on this thing is to actually be consistent at it. Um, and I think that uh, this, is the, this is the tough part. It has always uh, seemed to me, in my experience, that um, the payoff of having been consistent happens um, about 20% further into the pursuit than you hope it to come. So what that means for me, there's always a point. There's always a point um, where I'm thinking to myself, dude, you have been so consistent. Um, You've tried really hard. You've been working at this for a long time and nothing has changed. There's always that point. There's that point when I'm running. There's that point when I am uh, working on something professional. There's that point when I'm starting a business or something uh, like that. Uh, But here's the thing. You have to, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But for me, I've learned that it is, and I'm not, an, I'm not the best at this. Uh, part of the reason I'm sharing this with you is because it's also challenging for myself. Um, and so talking to you about it holds me accountable. Um, but there will be that point where you think to yourself, I've been doing this for so long and nothing's happening. I'm ready to just forget it. Don't. Because something will happen. Especially, 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 and this is why I love fitness um, and exercise because it is inevitable that when you work on your body consistently, something will change for the for the better. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of um, chance and luck involved in other things. When, when the equation is more than just you. Um, so this lesson may not be as easily applied to being an entrepreneur or um, you know solving a problem uh, in a relationship or something like that. But the truth is that with fitness, it's just you against you. Um, your biggest adversary often is you. And if you can face down yourself... Um, or better yet, if you can um, see yourself as an ally rather than an opponent, you can really make a difference for yourself. So don't stop. Even if it might be in that 
20% too soon mark where you're like, man, I've been putting in all this time and nothing's happening. Um, don't stop. And I'm saying this to you, but also saying this in this empty room to myself um, with the hope that it may inspire you. And with that, I hereby conclude my monologue to start today's show and will now lead into the interview on tap with Chanel Miller of Raleigh CrossFit. Hope you enjoy. This is Chanel. My guest today is Chanel Miller. She is a co-owner and coach at Raleigh CrossFit in downtown Raleigh. She started her work in CrossFit training in Milford, Connecticut back in 2007. She has 14 official CrossFit certifications. And in addition to her work as a trainer, uh, she worked in sports media relations, including four years at NC State University, and also spent two years working at the Raleigh Police Department and as an officer. Chanel, welcome to Cardinal Motion. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Me too. Um, so I want to dive right in and start by asking you simply, what is CrossFit? CrossFit is basically constantly varied functional movements done at various intensities um, over time, over different modal domains. So time, weight, um, and personal comfort levels, experience levels, but basically it's, it's taking functional movements that you do every day in life and applying them to a workout. So, um, as a, as someone who might not be extremely familiar with sort of the specifics of CrossFit, um, looking at it from the outside, it can look a little bit intimidating. Um, I, I, I tend to think of CrossFit athletes as, pretty intense personality types. Um, is that, is that accurate or, or is there more of a range of the kind of people that do CrossFit? I hear the word intimidated a lot, which is unfortunate actually, because as I mentioned previously in the definition of what CrossFit is, it's functional movements. So ideally we all can do those functional movements. Um, and really what you what people see sometimes are the videos of the most experienced and um, highest level athletes doing CrossFit, which is great because in the sport of of anything we need role models. But really, I I equate it to any activity that someone does, whether it's a sport like basketball or piano you all have to start somewhere in the beginning to learn how to do it. So whether it's learning one note at a time and putting it together for a song, or if it's figuring out how to shoot a basketball and then work with four other teammates on the floor at a time, you have to learn how to do something in order to do it. So the intimidation factor, in my opinion, starts with just not being open to learning and starting at the beginning. And so that's one of the misconceptions that I try to, uh, educate people about in the beginning. So you can, you can basically bring your own level of experience to CrossFit. You don't have to be, 
you don't have to already be this great athlete to get started in CrossFit. Absolutely not. And in fact, sometimes, um, people who contact me, I'm the one who emails and they're, when you email Raleigh CrossFit, you are speaking with me directly. And oftentimes I'll get responses from people who say, well, I don't want to start CrossFit because I want to work out first to get ready for it, which is surprising to me because why would you do that? That's why you're coming in here. Um, one of the best things about CrossFit is that you have a coach with you. You don't have that opportunity at a bigger gym. You can go to those gyms and work out. Um, you can go to O2 Fitness, for example, and work out, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I would encourage anyone to do any sort of activity that makes them happy. Um, but you don't have someone guiding you and correcting you. And at Raleigh CrossFit, I can speak for Raleigh CrossFit only because that's what I'm affiliated with, but you're going to have someone guiding you through the workout. So that means you're going to have someone coaching you and telling you if you're doing it right, or if you need to make some corrections to make it better. And that's where I would like people to understand. You're not just saying, you're not just walking through the door and we say, okay, go ahead, work out. Right. We're going we're gonna to teach you no matter what level you're at, whether you've never done anything with a barbell before, or if you've been doing barbell work with CrossFit or in some other way for 10 years, we're going to teach you the same. You're just going to be at a different level. So... Um, I also want to get you to sort of elaborate on what you mean when you say functional movements. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that is, uh, it's sort of things that you would do in your everyday life, correct? Sure. Absolutely. So for example, you wake up in the morning and you put your legs over the side of the bed. Now you're in a seated position and you need to go from seating, seated, sitting to standing. Mm-hmm. That's a squat in reverse. If you need to bend over and pick something up, that's a deadlift. If you reach up to get something or put something on a shelf, that's a press. If you, let's just say you fell and you needed to pull yourself up on something to get up, that's a pull up. So to me, that's how you can equate it to everyday life. So if you're not doing those things, say you are someone who sits all day. For example, a police officer sits a lot in their car Mm -hmm. and they have to be ready to get out of the car at any moment in time. You have to be prepared to do that. So if you don't do activities that can increase those things for you physically, then you won't be functional. You won't be well. You'll just be in existence and not really maximizing your own potential as a human. That makes sense. And, and uh, based on my rudimentary knowledge of exercise science that I've picked up over the years, um, one thing that jumps out at me is that a, a really great predictor of your physical health beyond the age of say 65, basically after you retire, is your ability to stand from a seated position. Um, and and these, these functional movements don't necessarily have to mean that you're doing crazy amounts of weight or, or, or getting your heart rate really up. Um, 
but being able to, like you said, use your body to its fullest potential and its most functional potential is a skill that not only makes you look great and look like an athlete, but it also is something that helps you maintain a, a healthy life well into your older years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how, how does, and I'm asking some of these things cause I'm not particularly super familiar with CrossFit mm -hmm. either. Um, how does CrossFit, um, is it only weightlifting? Is there, or is there like a, a, a more cardiovascular component or is that kind of lumped in with, with the lifting that's done in CrossFit? It's both. It's all of it, which is why it's sometimes it's confusing to really define it or not necessarily define it, but describe it to someone. So CrossFit uses barbells, weightlifting movements, um, squatting, pressing, pulling. Also uses gymnastics movements like pull-ups, burpees, handstand push-ups, one-legged squats. You also incorporate uh, monostructural movements like running, jumping rope, rowing, biking. Um, you're going to do plyometric work, jumping on boxes, or um, doing... Um, sprints so which is running but mm -hmm. different levels of running so short distance like sprints or middle distance like 400 meters 800 or long distance 5k runs um, and you incorporate all of that into different workouts uh, also olympic lifting movements such as the snatch and the clean and jerk so those all of those things are put together into a workout and um the cardiovascular side of it can come in different forms. So not to get too sciencey on you, but there are three different metabolic pathways. Mm -hmm. And within CrossFit, you hit, you can hit those three different pathways in a different workout per week, for example. Right. So it could be, well, today we're going to do some weightlifting. So we're going to do, you know, five by three squats. And then after that, we're going to do, um, you know, three rounds of 10 burpees, 20 wall ball, and I don't know, 20 hang power cleans at a specific weight. Well, that's going to be cardiovascularly intense right? because we're asking you to do three rounds for time, which means do it as fast as you can personally. But within that workout, you've got your, um, your burpees, your wall ball, and your hang power clean. So wall ball is a weighted movement. Um, it can be also sort of plyometrically related um, with the explosiveness. And then the hang power cleans, which is a weightlifting movement. So three different movements combined for one workout. So the intensity is there, the cardiovascular intensity is there, but also um, you've got two different metabolic pathways you're working with with the um, slow slow twitch stuff with the squats and then a lot faster with the workout. Right. And uh, never worry about getting too sciencey on this because I'm, I'm kind of a exercise science nerd myself. Um, <laughs> and sciencey is just an official term. So <laughs> we'll just roll with that. Cool. And those, those, those metabolic pathways are, uh, are, are the, the, the shortest and sort of most powerful one is the, is your, I guess it's, is it glycolysis? Um, glycolytic glycolytic. Yep, so, you so it. you, you burn really quick, quickly accessible carbohydrates and you can do that for about 10 or 15 seconds. Um, 
then there's uh, the next one up, which I can't remember the name, but that's that's you start to burn. Um, it's basically at an intensity that you can that you can hold up for maybe two or three minutes. Yep, a little bit longer. And yeah, then about that beyond, and that also uses primarily carbohydrates. Um, and beyond that is basically you can you jump into your fat burning system, which is slower, longer, and a whole lot slower burning fuel. Right. Um, so uh, I, I basically just wanted to review and make sure I was still knowledgeable in that area. You're um, you're, <laughs> you're on point. Cool. You're heading in the right direction. What is up, Cardinal Motion listeners? It's Ben McKeon. You've been listening to me talk to Chanel Miller. Here I am again, this time just talking to you alone uh, with a message. And that message is, please follow us on social media. Uh, My particular favorite mode of social media following is Instagram, given the fact that I am a photographer. On Instagram, you can follow Cardinal Motion at Cardinal Motion. Just search for Cardinal Motion and there we are. You'll see the pictures that I post um, and you can like them and comment on them and all that good stuff. Also, you can follow us on my second favorite platform, which is Twitter. And that is, again, at Cardinal Motion. Um, And then I guess tied for my second favorite platform is Facebook. Um, It really doesn't matter what my favorites are. We're on all of these equally. Facebook, search for Cardinal Motion, like us, share us with your friends, send us feedback, all of that good stuff. You following us helps us grow. You sharing us helps us grow even more. And you giving us feedback helps us get better as we grow. So follow us on all the places. And thank you very much. I want to ask you a little bit about your personal background and how you got into all of this. Um, so, yeah, did were you an athlete before you got into CrossFit? I, I played sports. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, my, so as long as I can remember, I've always done something active. Um, and they were mostly team sports. Back when I was growing up, uh, I'll put that line out there. We didn't have, we didn't have the opportunity to do weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So my exposure to that was zero, uh, other than walking by the weightlifting room and seeing the football team working out. Right. Um, and so I was always like, man, that looks like fun. But to be honest, scared to ask Mm. because it's intimidating, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't something that was the norm. And I'm back then I wasn't really looking to create any waves, I guess. Right. Saying, oh, well, you know, girls can do it too. (laughs) I mean, I kind of had that attitude, but not when it came to weightlifting. And Mm so I played team sports um, and then... I really wasn't exposed to weightlifting until I started working with the Detroit Shock, but that was when I was in college and I was interning with them and I worked with their strength coach who was a female. And the Detroit Shock, what? What's... Uh, I'm sorry, that was a WNBA Okay, team. that's gotcha. gotcha. Uh, women's basketball team, uh, professional team back then, they, they're not in Detroit any longer, but I worked with them for two years, but that was where I was really exposed to kind of training and 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 really working out like what that meant 
um, in terms of having an athletic trainer and what that athletic trainer's responsibilities were to keep the players in, in the condition and the, that they needed to be in to play every day um, and to keep their place on the roster. Um, but she really uh, taught me a lot about weightlifting and not just weightlifting but conditioning aspects of things too. Um, and so that exposure kind of kept me in the, in the mindset of, I would really like to see what I could do to learn more about it. And at that point in time, I still CrossFit wasn't in, in my scope of Mm -hmm. knowledge at all. And that was in before 2000, like 1998 to 2000. So were you yourself, is is basketball one of the sports that you played? I grew up? up playing basketball a lot. That was the sport that I played. Um, and I had some lofty goals of maybe taking it beyond high school, but then I really just wanted to graduate college and move on. So I didn't really kind of dimmed my focus on that. But then, um, I started running a lot. Um, I still like to run a lot. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my go-to. I just want to take a moment for myself, go for a run. Yeah. So I did a lot of that, but it still didn't really weight lift a lot. Um, and that, And then from the WNBA, I took a job at Fresno State out in Fresno, California. And um, the uh, athletic trainer there, the head athletic trainer there, and the women's basketball coach allowed me to, while I was an intern with Fresno State, practice with the basketball team as a practice player. But also I got to work out with the team under the guidance of the trainer there. And again, I was, you know, I just thought, wow, this is really great, like, what would things be like if I actually had this weightlifting opportunity when I was in high school and still the um, perspective just wasn't there. It was just, I just didn't realize the potential that people have to Mm -hmm. really become passionate about fitness if they want to, or just do it. Everybody can, everyone can do these things, but I didn't know that they could uh, at the time. So I, I, uh, I, I bet it was I bet it was a lot of fun to play and work out with the basketball team. I, I used to work at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I was the photographer for the team or for the athletic department. And uh, at the end of one basketball season, I guess it was in the off season over the summer, I was like, man, I, I grew up loving basketball myself, and I was like, man, I just want to play more basketball. So I asked one of the guys on the team who was a friend. Um, and I was probably 28 years old at this time. And of course, th- these guys are 21, 22. Um, it's like, do you ever play pickup basketball? And he was like, yeah, man, we play like every Tuesday or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll try. <laughs> Usually, I pride myself on being a pretty darn good basketball player. But yeah. I played once and I was like, "It's there's a reason why these guys are playing on a D1 basketball team and mm-hmm. I am the photographer. So, but it, 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 it's, I bet it was awesome to, to work out with oh, Fresno no, State. Absolutely. It was um, a surprise that they even offered that out to me to do. Um, and so I kind of, uh, I had to sort of decide with my internship, like, okay, I have this opportunity to be on the practice team for the women's basketball program, which sort of uh, satisfied my own personal goal of never playing in college <laughs> basketball, but sort of still being able right. to play. Um, and of course, prior to that, for two years, I was able to contribute to the practice sessions mm-hmm. with the professional team. But um, And so I kind of carried that forward, and I felt 
felt really good about myself, but still there, I mean, it's ridiculous. The level of play, uh, at college at division one, um, is, is amazing. And, yeah. uh, they work college athletes work really, really hard to balance their life between school and sport. Um, but, um, you know, that, that sort of parlayed over into what I did at NC state for four years, which was what you mentioned earlier with working in media relations. Um, and I worked with the women's basketball program there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Years. So, um, so when you were at state, did you do any working out? Did you kind of, did that, did that bleed over into your fitness career or were you mainly uh, well, see, then you had a real job, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, then I had a real job that required me to work a lot of hours, um, yeah. like a, a lot because we, I traveled with the team, um, everywhere they went. And then, um, that meant being away from my house and regular norm things where you're, you're kind of stationary. Um, and again, still had no idea about CrossFit at that time. Um, kind of, got in with the strength coach there and he let me have access to the the weight room in off hours, which was pretty sweet. Um, but I really was kind of like ho-humming around the weight room. I didn't know what I was doing and that's a hundred percent honest. I just knew what I had seen from working with the, the WNBA team and then with the Fresno state coach. And then, um, but I was still not focused, no real plan, Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't great. You know, there should be some sort of idea about what you're going to do. So again, the only plan I had was to run a marathon. So I just started running, uh, and I sort of did some, we'll quote it as weight training. Um, but looking back, I know that that wasn't great. It could have been way better, but I was running and I did do the marathon. So I achieved that goal, um, and did Worked there through 2006, um, which then I moved up to Milford, Connecticut. Gotcha. Um, so uh, I have a couple of questions. I know from personal experience that, yeah, working in a, in a college athletic department, um, you don't have a ton of free time um, during the season in particular. So how did you find how did you find the time to stay fit yourself while you were doing a job that can be pretty demanding? I feel like this is autobiography of Chanel. <laughs> um, and probably, I don't know, I hope not boring, but no, uh, no, no, I'm, but I, I'm um, interested. Yeah. So you travel a lot, you're on the road a lot, you hit up the hotel gyms again. I just mostly ran or I would, if, I would hit the streets and run around, which was actually a really great way to see new cities that you go to. Uh, For those of you who are explorers out there, just start running and set your clock for a certain amount of time. And when you hit a distance or time to turn around and go back, but it's a great way to catalog where you've been. Um, So I kind of made it my goal to, to run in every city that we went to. Um, But you're, you're just tired. (laughs) So (laughs) Uh, that's all I remember. Of course, right. my perception of tired has changed as I've aged. So, um, really I, I feel like I tired was not really tired, but <laughs> I'm sure I was tired to some degree. Um, but yeah, you know, just like hotel gyms and doing random stuff, nothing organized. But now I know that there's, there's CrossFit, there's CrossFit affiliates in almost every single major city you travel mm-hmm. to, especially if you're traveling with basketball. And that could be foreign or domestic now. Right. So 
you could go to San Juan, Puerto Rico and try probably find a, a CrossFit affiliate there, train there while you're on the road. Or if you travel to Raleigh, you've got, you know, 16 different CrossFit affiliates to choose from in Raleigh while you're traveling here. So, you know, it's always that, well, I wish, so I always think back, I wish that was an option for me because it's certainly a lot easier to walk into an affiliate and get a workout in than. Yeah. That sounds like something, um, unique about CrossFit in that, um, I, I imagine that when you walk into a CrossFit gym in whatever city you're in, you kind of know what to expect. It's, it's not like walking into any old random gym that you kind of have to choose from the list of 15 different classes and their descriptions can be sort of ambiguous. Is that, is that one of the unique features of CrossFit? Well, it, it's definitely now, mm-hmm. um, as CrossFit has grown as a, a means of fitness, there are more affiliates open. So the options are there for sure. Each one is different. Um, but in terms of, you know, kind of their programming style, mm-hmm. the ambiance, if you will, kind of the vibe of when you walk in. Um, and of course that varies by city just because of the, the culture of that city and, um, the demographics of that location. Um, but ideally speaking, yeah, in a, in a, a great scenario, you, you at least know the movements that, you know, are going to make up the workout and, you know, you can kind of just in generally speaking, CrossFit communities are really open and friendly. So they're going to hopefully be welcoming to you when you come into their, their town. Uh, we certainly try to be when we have visitors with Raleigh CrossFit. So yeah, you walk in and you hopefully kind of feel already that, that connection with, Hey, I, I know what, you know, 2159 means that's Fran, that's thrusters and pull-ups. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a, the language is the same across the board and by language, people kind of laugh about when people talk about CrossFit, they are like, Oh, it's a language in and itself. And it, it really is. Um, because you can just say 2159 and, and people who've been doing CrossFit know that that's, those are three rounds of, of something that's going to, that's going to hurt in about 10 minutes. So <laughs> cool. So, um, so when you were in Connecticut is when you really got into CrossFit officially, uh, what attracted to you, what attracted you to it, uh, initially? Well, I had, through my own exploration of how I could prepare myself for the police academy, I moved up to Connecticut to um, be with my wife now um, mm-hmm. and live there for two years. And didn't I quit my job at state and moved up there, and I really didn't have a plan, but in the back of my mind, I had always wanted to be a police officer. And so I had to do, me being me, I want to do as much research as I can about something. So I started researching how to, I don't even remember. I'm sure I just Googled random stuff, how to prepare for the police Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, and decided that I wanted to move back to Raleigh. So I, I decided to research how to become, how to get into the police Academy with Raleigh, but then also how can I basically make it so they have to hire me? They can't say no. And then once I'm hired, how can I be the best that I can be? Because already knowing that being a female police officer is hard to get into police work, mm-hmm. um, being in the police academy with probably 90% male is 
going to be even that much harder. And I don't want to be perceived as being weak. That's my mindset. It still is my mindset. So sometimes people name, not every, not every female may feel that way, but I did. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to go in there with any shortcomings whatsoever. Of course, I'm not going to know how to be a police officer. That's why I'm there. Right. I'm not going to know how to shoot a gun, even though I've been around them growing up. I'm not going to, you know, know how to handle an arrest or anything like that. But physically, I want to try to at least be as strong as I can be before going into the police academy. So in that research, it said, well, CrossFit. CrossFit in the in Back then, they you know they started in 2002, very underground. No one really knew about them. It was basically in a gym in California, a, a barn really, like <laughs> this warehouse where it kind of started, and then a couple other small locations where they did CrossFit out there, and it was very underground. And and um, but they were kind of getting in with the military and um, first responders, you know, um, police and uh, fire, and as a way that they could stay in shape while they were in the field, um, uh, and to prepare for their work. And so, in fact, there's like a CrossFit journal in the very beginning that says, this is why we do CrossFit military personnel, fire, police do this. And I was like, I'm going to do that because that seems really hard. And that's, what's going to get me ready for the police Academy. And so I was, I love telling the story because, um, it really was this 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 moment that I will never forget. I walked into Bank of America ATM in Milford, Connecticut, and in front of me was this guy, super tall, looked athletic, and he had a shirt on that said some random phrase on it about CrossFit, and it said uh, CrossFit Milford, and I said, hey, and this is so unlike me back then. I'm a lot more uh, communicative and a little more social than I was then. Um, but it was just sort of like, don't in my head, I was like, don't not ask him where he about CrossFit. This is what you want to do. This is your moment. Just say, Hey, where do you, do you do CrossFit? So I said to a random stranger, Hey, do you do CrossFit? Um, and he turned around and he said, yeah, you know, um, I actually own CrossFit Milford. He said, you should come just come try three classes for free. I won't charge you. Just come and try it. I was like, he's like, do you work out? And I said, well, yeah. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, still, I had sort of looked at what CrossFit was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. There's no way. And I said to him, like, I don't, I don't know how to do all these things, but yeah, I work out. Cause at the time I was also a personal trainer at a, at a big gym okay. called the fitness edge. And, um, that's where I was sort of we'll call it training, you know, working out. I was running on the treadmill and lifting weights on machines and stuff. And, right. and also my boss at the time had said, you know, you really, cause he knew I wanted to do police work. He said, you should really try CrossFit. So he kind of got it in my head to do it too. Um, and I just told him, I said, I don't, I've never done it before, but yeah, I'll come. And so showed up at the, um, I think it was 5:30 AM class. Because that's what time I had to do it in order to go to work right, as a right. trainer. Like I was like, well, I guess I'll have to be there at 530 because I have to go to work by 8 or whatever time it was, uh, 7 maybe. Um, so I showed up, and it was hard. I was sore, and I was also hooked. 
because um, everyone there was just so welcoming and friendly and totally judgment free. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, you've never done it before. It was more like, hey, hop right in here. Let's warm up together and we'll show you what to do. Don't worry. And um, now, you know, Jason still owns CrossFit Milford. He's moved on to, he's got a huge gym there. He's a part of many gyms up in that area, uh, many CrossFit affiliates, I mm-hmm. should say. And he's coached numerous CrossFit Games athletes and um, teams um, and has a great reputation as a, a great owner. And, um, you know, it was just at that moment where I'm really glad I I took that opportunity to say, hey, what is can you help me out with this CrossFit yeah. thing? Cause I don't know anything about it. I'm nervous as heck to even ask you about it. And I, I don't know if I can do it, but I want to. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good things can happen when you, when you allow yourself to step outside your comfort zone for just a second. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so you, you came back to Raleigh where you became or where you worked with the RPD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems like, it seems like that is the perfect occupation to do CrossFit for because you have to be prepared physically for it's it's not like you can say, well, today I'm gonna lift a hundred boxes or, you know, whatever happens, you gotta be ready to deal with it. So um so did you continue your CrossFit carry over into the uh police work that you did down here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, in fact, um to to pat myself on the back a little bit, I continued with doing CrossFit when I was in Connecticut, but I ended up moving from Connecticut pretty shortly after I started, maybe within three months. And so when I moved here, I started doing CrossFit here before the academy started. Um, and then I finished top of my class for the physical fitness awesome. aspect of things within the academy. Um, but, um, you know, so that made me feel good about it. And and I continued doing CrossFit as much as I could during the academy. At first, you you just don't have time, um, and that's really the bottom line. But when I once it kind of quieted down a little bit more towards when you go to graduation, I still went back to to train. And then um, when I I moved um, from an apartment in Raleigh to Wake Forest to live out there, um, which was sort of not too far from where my district was once I was assigned. Mm-hmm. I kind of set up my own CrossFit gym in this barn that I had in the backyard. And um, I would come home from shift and do CrossFit workouts that I would program for myself. Um, And that's kind of where I, the spirit of owning my own affiliate kind of came out. And I was like, this is awesome. I would love to be able to just wake up or before I go to bed, just do CrossFit workout. I can do it with whatever time I have. So that's kind of where it sparked. But yeah, so yes, I continued doing CrossFit while I was a police officer. And we have many police officers who train with us at Raleigh CrossFit too, for that purpose and fire and other first responders. Cool. Um, what is, what <clears throat> physically speaking, what is police academy like? I mean, I've never done it myself. So, I mean, how are there, are there certain tests that you have to that you have to pass physically in order to become a police officer well yeah for the for the application process there's certain things you have to do you have to run a mile and a half and under a certain time i think it's 12 minutes and then you have to do push-ups and sit-ups and jump and reach and bench press 
Uh, I don't know if these are the same standards, but that's what it was when I applied back in 2008. Um, and then that's based on gender and age and height right. and weight. And, um, and so if you don't pass those, you're not even considered uh, huh. for the application process. So you have to get beyond that point. But then within the academy itself, you don't want to be the person who can't do something. I <laughs> right. can tell you that because ultimately, let's be honest, you don't want someone who can't do these things as a police officer. So you want someone, when you look at a police officer, you want them to, you want to know that you can help me. I believe in you, that you're strong enough to run, to help me get out of a bad situation if you need to pull me from a car or you need to help me get up because I was just beat up by someone or or on the other side of it, hey, you're not complying, I have to put you to the ground and, you know, or or you're even in cuffs and you want to, sorry, but you want to spit on me and I yeah. have to get you to stop doing yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that takes a lot of physical and also mental capability to assess the situation and then handle it accordingly, um, according to protocol and also whatever you can handle. Sure. Um, and you may or may not have someone with you. So if you're going to be by yourself, you need to know how to handle that uh, physically and mentally. So yeah, when you're in the academy, they're going to put you through a lot of physical demands and that comes in the form of running and push-ups and holding logs over your head and trying to you know put you in a stressful situation where you've you've got to you know run through tunnels and go through doors that are heavy and someone's trying to tackle you with this fake baton mm -hmm. or whatever um and if you don't meet those you can't meet those challenges to their expectations then they're going to you're going to be weeded out so to speak and it seems like you probably have to do that while maintaining um a, uh, a a mental professionalism and presence that doesn't cloud your judgment at the same time. Yes, that's why the instructors are constantly in your face, asking you questions and, you know, making you keep that focus. Um, and, you know, you have to embrace that mm -hmm. as someone who's in the academy. You have to understand that that's why they're doing it. So if you don't get it, you're going to have a hard time making it through the academy. And that's how you you don't. So you either advance on and you, you pass also all of the educational materials that you have to do. And the other, there's different testing phases that they have to go through with firearms or, mm -hmm. uh, tactical things. Um, but then also all the book work that you have to learn and laws and protocols and stuff that you could imagine that you'd have to learn how to drive a vehicle and whatever. Uh, and so the, you have to have the brains, you have to have the smarts right. to do it with the written stuff, but then you have to have the smarts to learn how to interact with people and, and that. And so over the course of the time that you have that experience with the Academy, then if you've made it through, then I guess you go to the next phase, which is how you're going to do when you're actually in the field. Right. Uh, and you, you'll go through training with that too. So, so I want to, I want to move on a little bit and, yep. and ask you about, um, Raleigh CrossFit specifically. Um, so when did you, when did you officially open the doors to Raleigh CrossFit? In December 10th, 2010. Cool. So it's been, gosh, it's been seven years now. Yeah. For some reason in me, I thought it was 2012 <laughs> for a second there. I don't know why, but it's been seven years. Um, 
So uh, how was that? Was it, uh, it must have been exciting to all of a sudden go from your barn that you, that you enjoyed being alone in to being a part of the CrossFit community. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, because I quit my job to, to, um, dedicate myself to opening an affiliate. And in 2010, we were the third affiliate in Raleigh. And at that time, I think there was maybe just over 3000 affiliates. Mm. And now that's uh, probably quadrupled or tripled more than tripled for yeah. sure. Um, and so at that time it wasn't, it wasn't like so common to know of an affiliate even, and to know in Raleigh, you know, to think who wants to come here and train, you know, do you, you gotta believe in yourself that what you're about to do business wise is going to be okay. Right. Yes. Everyone, you know, there are plenty of people out there who want to work out, but as you mentioned earlier, they're intimidated by CrossFit. So what are you going to do? You just have to figure out your game plan and then be true to what you believe in as a person and how you want to do your affiliate and hope that things work out and you get people coming in the door so you can continue doing what you love. So, so what did you, what did you find out about the, the Raleigh community? Was it a, was it a receptive community? Did people start coming through the doors? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. In fact, we still have, I think three or four original people who are still training with us from that, from back then, seven years ago, um, which tells you that it's something that you can sustain for a long time. Obviously, I've been doing it for a long time myself, um, since, you know, 10 years almost. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's sometimes I, I even find it's hard to believe that I'm fortunate to be able to continue doing what I do. Not everyone who steps out and opens their own business has that go for them. I don't know if it, the timing was right, but uh, the people of Raleigh have been terrific. Um, I really love the downtown community. Of course, downtown itself has changed since then, yeah. um, not just in population, but really just the whole feel of what downtown is. Um, and it's kind of special to know that we've been a part of that growth process uh, to some degree Yeah, um, and to be a presence among the downtown community, um, but still as popular as CrossFit is um, becoming or is, and some might say, um, it's still not something that everyone understands or knows about. It's not like running where you're like, oh, I'm going to go run a 5K. Right, Everybody right. knows what that means. Well, unless they can't do the math, it's 3.1 right. right. miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um you know, they'll say, oh, I've heard of that, or I've heard of Raleigh CrossFit, which is always really cool and yeah, um, to have a, a positive feedback from someone who says, oh, I've heard about that. That's good. Well, you are kind of smack in the middle of, of downtown, like, because you're, you're, you're not far off of Hillsborough Street. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Kind we're of... just off Glenwood South where Hillsborough kind of dissects into well, Edenton dissects into or runs into Hillsborough Street. Right in that connects. nice little corner there. Yep. Um, um, did you have to run away from the Great Raleigh Fire of 2017? Um, no, but I was nervous for sure because uh, yeah. we were, were one block away. Um, and if wind was going a different direction, it, I mean, it could have been. We were nervous for sure. And we had athletes that were affected by the fire. So, mm. um, 
you know, there, we had three, we had eight total athletes who were affected by the fire in some way, displaced from their homes at the time. Three of them lost all of their stuff for the most part. We'll say all of it because I mean, really that's what it is. So, um, that was, you know, that was really, um, we, one thing about CrossFit communities is that you're very, um, involved with the people that are a part of your community. So I know every single person's name that works out in our facility. And beyond that, I know a little bit about their personal life. And so when I saw that happen, I instantly knew, oh man, like I need to reach out to them and figure out what's going on. And so of course at 10 o'clock at night, you know, no one's, I'm not going to, these people were feverishly texting back and forth to see, Um, but our, our facility itself was not affected. Um, But the athletes within it for sure were, and we did a fundraiser to help them. Oh, wow. That's awesome. um, Get some money to help them with kind of recovering a little bit to ease some of the monetary expenses that they had. That's really cool. Um, so it sounds like it's actually, uh, that community aspect is a pretty cool part of what this gym in particular brings to the table. Yeah. I mean, in general, we have, you know, let's just say you have someone who moves from another city where they did CrossFit and they moved to Raleigh. They'll often say, I really just want to meet people and I want to figure out a way to get connected to Raleigh. And so the best way to do that is to jump into a new CrossFit community. And so that's really special because I know how hard it is personally to move from city to city. I've done that multiple times and it is really hard. Um, And so when you instantly have a connection with someone, in many ways, CrossFit does provide a connection to people. So they know that, hey, let me just, I'm going to start training. I need to do something with my time anyway, but I'm also, I also know that I'm going to meet a lot of people Yeah, and we have shared interests automatically. Um, And one of our goals is at Raleigh CrossFit is to be very family focused and very um, welcoming and to everyone. And that is definitely something we're known for. I'm a hundred percent sure. I don't think anyone would argue that. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really special to have that, that type of personal connection with people. That's really cool. That that actually uh, is sort of the flip side of the coin of being intimidated by CrossFit because at a lot of just sort of generic workout places, it's a pretty it's a pretty solitary endeavor. Like you go in, you don't really know anyone. You kind of keep your head down and and do your own thing, which which works for some people. But but I I think that a lot of beginners, especially, um, are worried about being judged. I mean, there's a lot of other people around that are doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that might actually be sort of a, a, an incentive to, to, to try it as a beginner that, that you're not going to be, um, doing it alone. Right. I mean, if your expectation when you come to work out is that you're going to walk in and no one's going to say hi to you, no one's going to ask your name and you just want to put your head down and you want to put your headphones in and you want to just look at the workout and say, okay, I'm going to do this, then you're going to be in the wrong place because you're, that's not going to happen. In fact, we're probably going to overload you with hellos when you walk in the door. <laughs> um, not in a like crazy stalkerish way, but it's more like, Hey, welcome. 
You know, I mean, you took the first step to even walk in the door. Great job. Good for you. Cause I understand you don't know anyone here. Um, you only know me by name cause we've emailed, uh, and you certainly look in this space and you, if you've never done cross before or never even seen a barbell, you're going to be like, what did I just do? Right. Yeah. So, Hey, you, if that's, if you're looking to be solitary, you're definitely in the wrong spot cause it's not going to happen. So, so what, um, what else, uh, differ- differentiates Raleigh CrossFit from other CrossFit gyms in the area? What other distinctive features could a person expect coming to your gym? Well, I would like to say that we really pride ourselves on being extremely educated and our, all our coaches are very certified, meaning they've got a lot of varied backgrounds in different seminars and clinics, uh, sports related certifications, other certifications beyond that. Um, and that's also something that is always changing. And so that's not stagnant, meaning just because, as you said earlier, I have 14, just because I have 14, that doesn't mean that's enough because you should constantly be trying to make yourself more educated in terms of what's going to help this mm-hmm. person. You're different than someone else standing next to you. What, what are your needs to make you the best person for you physically? Um, you may not be able to lift a barbell. How can I train you to do something else? And so if I just limit myself to, well, I have this certification, so that's good enough. Well, that's not our attitude. Uh, none of our coaches have that attitude and certainly I don't. Um, so I like to think that that's something that uh, shines about us. But also, um, like I said earlier, I'm my gym, I don't even like to say my gym, our gym, mm-hmm. uh, my goal with opening Raleigh CrossFit is what I mean, is that I, I wanted to be family focused. And I didn't want it to be competitive, meaning there are facilities that that is their focus. They want competitive athletes. They have athletes who devote themselves to doing higher level CrossFit competition wise. Uh, and that's certainly thing. Those are certainly things that we participate in. We do participate in competitions. Um, but my goal is to have everyone walk in and feel like they're improving on their athletic, their health progress, that they're making a difference in how they feel. And that when they walk out, they're smiling. That's the goal. Because I think in general, 99% of the people in this world, that's what they want. Right. Yes, there's some level of competitiveness, competitiveness within each of us, because if you're not striving to be better, to me, that's what competition is sure. internally. I want to be better than I was last time. I want to lift a little bit more weight. I want to do this movement better. Awesome. That's what I want you to do. I don't want you to walk in and be like, nope, that's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't, that mindset isn't kind of parlays into everything you do in life with work and family and play. And so that's kind of the mindset that we have as a community, um, that your families are welcome here. We have many people who have kids that train with us, um, spouses, significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, you know, people who never knew they would become friends Mm -hmm. are friends now, which is really always awesome. We have people who meet, and become married 
uh, because they've wow. met through CrossFit at our facility, which is also really great. That is cool. Um, I'm sure that can happen elsewhere too, but you know, just they have not only that, so you might meet someone there, uh, and now you have an instant community of friends of, you know, the people that you work out with every day, there's half of your attendance at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's really going back to your original question about what separates us. I don't know that that's what does. Um, but I do know that that's what I'm really proud of, uh, about Raleigh CrossFit, that our coaches really, really do genuinely want to help everyone that comes in that door. And that means how can I be the best that I can be, um, as a coach knowledge wise, but then also the, the, the environment that we support in terms of the, you know, how, how we're going to welcome you as an athlete and how you're going to be a part of the community is, um, Hey, your health is our number one focus and what your health is, is different from what his or her health is next to you. And we want to make sure that we identify that. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, if a person is interested in coming and checking it out, can they just show up or do they need to set up an appointment or how does that process look? Generally, we want to make it because we're very invested in you as an individual. I want to know, we want to know who you are. Mm -hmm. So that means we, we have days that we set up specifically to do a free trial. We encourage anyone who's either done CrossFit before somewhere else or never done CrossFit to do a free trial with us. Um, and because we want to know who you are, we like you to make contact with us before coming in. That doesn't mean that everyone does that, but, and that's okay. Um, but it is going to help, uh, the person who's interested to make contact with us first, um, via telephone or email, or I'm, I get Facebook messages too, um, about their level of interest. And then we set you up to come in for a free trial and, you know, then you decide from there if it's something you want to do. Um, and then you take what we call a foundations course to actually learn how to do everything before you come in. Um, and that's a really important first step. And a lot of people, um, you know, to really be successful at CrossFit, that's a, the step that you need to take to learn how to do everything. It, it's not only for you to learn, but our coaches have an opportunity to see you and interact with you and how you move as a person. And like I said, what's going to be good for you health-wise is going to be different. And that foundations course allows us to see what your different is. So cool. when you come into a class, we know what we're, we know what, what, what we've got for goals, right? So we yeah. know how you're going to move. Let's make these corrections. Let's, let's go get a workout in. That's awesome. Um, I have just a couple more questions and I know you got to get out of here. No, you're um, fine. um, I wanted to ask you, um, a little bit about, uh, I'm kind of jumping way back to the beginning of the interview, but, um, you said that you enjoy running. Um, is that something that you still do, um, regularly these days? Yes. Um, in fact, I have twin boys who are, um, they're almost three. Oh, wow. And I sort of, I've kind of always done, you know, casual recreational races, if you will. Uh huh. Uh, I wouldn't call it a race because I'm not racing against anyone, but just trying to enjoy my own time sure. on the course. Um, but yeah, so I, 
I did the marathon and I decided that was the only one I really wanted to do. I don't have any aspirations to do another one. <laughs> I feel you. On that. Um, I did the same thing. Which one did you San do? San Francisco. Okay. I got, that um, is a hilly city. Well, yeah, because I decided <laughs> if I was going to do one marathon, I'm going to do a hard one. Right. So that's what I did. I think I went for a five mile run in San Francisco once and that's, that was hard enough. Yeah. yeah. It was an awesome experience. Um, and I, I feel like that's maybe the pinnacle for me in terms of running that distance, but I never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, hopefully I live a long time and maybe I have a chance to train for another one. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I've done a lot of half marathons and smaller races. Um, but going back, I, so my goal with the boys to get them outside when they were first, once you're able to get them outside, which is, you know, about six months, um, I got a double stroller and we started running together and, um, you know, I'd go mile two, three, four, five. I think the most I've done with them is um, eight. That's a that's a long run pushing a double stroller. It is. It's um, impressive. And I decided that I was going to do it with a weight vest too. <laughs> so we do that also. But it, wow. I wanted to set an example for them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also allowed me to have some really quality time with them. And, you know, so we, we go around the neighborhood, we have different routes, but I've been, they're three now. So I've been doing it with them for three years and I take a photo with them every time, almost every time. So I've got a lot of pictures and maybe one day they'll think that's really cool too. But, um, for me, it's special because I know that eventually I'm not going to be able to push them around. They are getting pretty heavy. Uh Um, but the last one I did with them was the, um, I think it was the city of oaks um 10k the reliable yeah um and uh you know it's fun it's fun challenge for me and i i really just enjoy running with them it's a special time so we still do that a couple times a week right now and when it's nice out why not so yeah yeah maybe maybe one day soon they'll be able to get out of the stroller and and jog alongside that's you. the goal you know because when i grew up i remember running with my dad and um you know we don't he lives in michigan but we don't get to run. He'll come down here and we do some sled work and stuff at the track, which is also fun. But, um, you know, the, I know how much it meant to me to run with him. I didn't know at the time, maybe. Yeah. Um, he just would be like, I have a, I said, I have a cramp. And he'd be like, well, just gonna have to run it out. (laughs) So now when I have a cramp, I think, well, I'm just gonna have to run it out. But, uh, you know, just, just setting that mindset that, you know, just get out and do something you may, they may not even like running and that's okay. Um, but so yeah, I still run with them regularly. So it, so I guess this part B of that question is that running is compatible with also doing CrossFit. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. No, not at all. In fact, we, I've done many endurance programs for several of our athletes who've trained specifically to do better in races where they actually want to improve their race times. There's a specific programming that, that can be set up such that you can run, do your programming for your race, whatever race distance that would be, whether it's a 5k half or full marathon or even ultra Mm -hmm. distances where you can integrate the CrossFit training. Um, and going back to those metabolic pathways we talked about earlier, it's actually very complimentary to do CrossFit because it will eliminate a lot of the longer distances that you need to go because huh. cardiovascularly, 
you'll be set if you do CrossFit. Yeah. At three times a week, pretty much. If you're constantly with that. Not only that, but doing all the lifting movements strengthens your entire body to, uh, you know, uh, accommodate the longer the longer runs, uh, and it also increases your fast twitch muscle fibers. So if you can move faster, uh, that parlays over into your longer distance running. So we've had lots of success improving people's running capabilities in time and just overall feeling good about running those distances and how can I recover quickly to do another one. Yeah. So that's been fun. Cool. I love that. Cool. So the very last thing that I want to ask you is really the, the, one of the main reasons that I started this show when I did was, um, to offer people of all abilities, all backgrounds, um, a way in the door to this kind of thing. Um, and, uh, I know that when I really started my own personal journey with getting in shape and, and, and really getting into this kind of thing, um, it was important for me to find nuggets of, of inspiration. Um, so what I want to ask you is, is when you are, uh, when you are, say you're on a, you're running the San Francisco marathon and you're running up those brutal hills or you're finishing a really difficult CrossFit workout or whatever the case may be, what, what do you draw on to keep going? Where, where does your mind go? Is there, is there a a thought that comes into your head? Is there an experience that you've had that you really uh, could share that might be a, something that others could draw on as well? I would say, first of all, we all have these inner voices in our head when we're doing physical activity those voices can say, well, I'm tired or this hurts or "Eh, I don't feel like it today. It would be wrong to say that people don't have those voices. Um, some people might not, they just have that go get them. But I do feel that in some way there's something out there saying, and this is going back to the motivation, right? Uh, how can I keep going or how can I do better? So it may not be a negative, but it could be, well, I want to do this better. Mm -hmm. How can I get there? Um, the motivation for me is I don't want to be in a position to say I didn't try it. I don't, I am not a fan of failing at anything. So the fear of failing itself is a major motivator for me personally. Outside of that, um, working with other people, you try to draw on, well, what does motivate you about why are you here doing the workout to begin with? It could be as simple as, I just want to be able to pick up my kid. And I'll often see people watching their kids play or running with their kids and think, you know, I don't, I personally don't want to be in a position where I can't. And so I have twin boys who are 35 pounds and I can pick them up in each arm. To me, that's a goal in itself. So if I quit doing a workout, I'm not going to be able to do that. I personally know that I'm not going to. So yeah, I'm going to go squat and I'm going to go press and I'm going to go deadlift because I want to be strong enough to do these things for other people around me. But I also want to be physically 
set an example for other people who, who look to me for that guidance. Uh, I want to set a good example. I'm not looking to be a world record weightlifter. That's not a goal of mine. It can be a goal for someone else, and I'm happy to help you reach that goal if that's what you want. Um, but, you know, motivation comes in all forms. And so for me, I just, and I think that, not to sort of delineate, but I think it changes too as you mature or you reach different goals and you you may reach those goals and now you have a new one. So the motivation for that previous goal changes and it can be different for this other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, when I was starting doing CrossFit, my motivation was I do not want to look like doo-doo in the police academy. I don't want to be that girl that people look at and say, why is she here? I want them to be like, I'm glad she's on my team. And now it's, well, I want to be a good example for my kids and I want to be healthy for myself. I want to live a long time and be strong. I want to be the grandma that's 80 years old and still doing deadlifts. I do. I want to be that. Um, because I know that between the age of 39 and 80, which is I'm 39 now and 80, that in all those years, I was still able to do all of these functional movements and no one needed to help me. Uh, and that's where I want to be. So that's what motivates me. And yeah, I mean, I have aches and pains. I've had injuries and some days I don't feel like doing it, but what's the alternative? Yeah. So the alternative is not, I don't want to be not right. Right. So I just try to have that, that mindset sort of, um, leak out into other people. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, finally, where can people find you on the web? How can they get in touch with you or find you physically at the gym? Sure. Well, uh, our website is uh, raleigh-crossfit.com. We are downtown at 15 Northwest Street, which is on the corner of Edenton and West. You'll see our little building kind of tucked back there uh, by the railroad tracks. Um, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Raleigh CrossFit. So those are all the handles you'll, you can access us there. Um, I'm all over it like white on rice. So if you reach out to any of those, you know, email at info at Raleigh CrossFit.com. That's me. If you call, uh, that's going to be me or our uh, coach Ben answering that phone call. Um, and if you're reaching out to us on social media, it's going to be me. So this is the voice behind the type. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, this was a lot of fun and uh, really informative, inspiring. I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, it was great to give my autobiography over the course of an hour. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. But uh, you made it very comfortable. You guys are great. And um, I hope that the next guest in here uh, provides you an opportunity for the same that you did me. So thank you. And with that comes the stunning conclusion of another episode of Cardinal Motion delivered directly to your brain from me, Ben McKeon. And uh, because I didn't do it at the beginning of the show, this is my weekly, bi-weekly, or bi-monthly shout-out. That's what it is, bi-monthly shout-out to my producer and friend and partner, Justin, who has proven to be continuously, consistently, uh, the biggest help in the world on this project. So, uh, Justin... And um, 
Justin's mother, whom I have heard really likes it when I say his name on the podcast. Uh, That's his name, Justin. Justin is his name, and he is awesome. Uh, We will be back with another episode of Cardinal Motion um, in a couple of weeks. Um, What you can expect on that episode is an interview, a really cool interview, an open, candid, and and kind of like story-based interview with some folks from the North Carolina Mountains to Sea Trail organization. Um, If you haven't experienced that trail for yourself, it's literally in your backyard, pretty much anywhere you are in the Triangle area. Um, Google it, North Carolina Mountains to Sea Trail. Go out, walk on it, run on it. Um, Do your thing on that trail. It is um, a pretty exceptional resource that we have here in the area. So that'll be our next episode, and we've got some more on tap, uh, on the docket, on deck, if you will, ready to go for the weeks following that. Um, I hope that you find a way to stay cool during the summer. It is starting to get, all of a sudden, it feels like, but it always feels that way because the older you get, the faster time passes and the more you're taken aback by, oh wait, it's July now. Um, Anyways, I hope that you find a way to stay cool. Hey, the Mountains of Sea Trail is shady and shade provides uh, some respite from the super duper heat in the area often in the July months. July month? Good gosh, Ben, this is not very good. Um, I hope you're laughing at me um, at this point. (laughs) Okay, Uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Ben McKeon here saying thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.